Unclassical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, this is Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Scott Eckern, and I'm joined in the studio by our musicians, violinist Hassa Borup and pianist Larry G. Both are professors at the University of Utah School of Music. Today, we'll be, we will be sharing the music of Ludwig van Beethoven, and so... It will be an all-Beethoven hour, as we feature three of the composer's sonatas for violin and piano. Now, he wrote ten of these pieces, and our guests have spent a little more than a year preparing to perform all ten in two separate concerts at the University of Utah. We'll begin now with the third movement of Beethoven's Sonata No. 6 for violin and piano, Hasa Borup on violin and Larry G. on piano. Thank you. 
We've just been listening to the third movement of Beethoven's Sonata No. 6 for Violin and Piano on Highway 89. We're going to get to know one of our performers a little bit better uh, right now. Hasa Borup is director, of Chamber of Music, is director of Chamber Music Studies and associate professor in violin at the University of Utah School of Music. He has music degrees from the Royal Danish Conservatory of Music, the Hart School of Music, and a Doctor of Musical Arts degree from the University of Maryland. Mr. Borup was a founding member of the award-winning Coolidge Quartet, which was the subject of a documentary film entitled 4-4. And for those that can't see my script, that's 4 slash 4, like the time. His most recent CD, American Fantasies, showcases the music of Arnold Schoenberg and his American students and followers. Welcome, Hasa. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Now, many times we, we will ask musicians why they chose the instrument that they're playing or perhaps what they like about the music that they're playing, in particular tonight with Beethoven, but I'd actually like to ask you a different question. Why do you like to play the violin? <laughs> That's a great question, but I think, you know, it, it's, it's a good question to ask a musician because it should be very easy for you to uh, to answer that question and and it is for me actually i absolutely love the sound of the instrument i remember um, as a 4 year old 5 year old just absolutely um begging my parents to give me a violin i had uh, my grandfather was playing and i loved the sound of the violin and they were a little uh, weren't sure if they were going to uh, you know stop me on piano or other instruments, but I just had to play the violin. So it was always clear to me. I just fell in love with that instrument when I was very small. Um, and um, I would say it's a, it's a, a sort of a cruel instrument to fall in love with because it's a very, it's a beautiful instrument. It's a, it's a phenomenal joy to play it, but it's also a very tricky instrument to play and something that you need to uh, I, I call it a high maintenance instrument, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you do need yeah. to spend a lot of time on it, just just maintaining your sound, no matter what level you're at, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think it keeps us string players kind of grounded a little bit because we always know, well, we have to work on our basics. We have to, in order to sound good, you know, you have to work on the same things that you maybe worked on the very first lesson you had potentially, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's a that, that's something that keeps you real, so to speak. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, when so it's, it, it was the sound that, that drew you Absolutely. to the instrument yeah. and, then, and keeps you with it and going through all the, yeah. if you will, the punishments <laughs> and so forth. I mean, yeah. the discipline and so forth. The discipline that you, that you have to, to apply it with, with, you know, yourself to the instrument with. And, and um, you know, I think what, what intrigues me about the instrument, too, is just the, 
the fact that it did inspire so many of the greatest composers to write for the instrument mm -hmm. in all kinds of forms. Of course, I mean, from what we just played for you and what we'll continue to play, um, to string quartets, to you know, symphonies. Of course, it's it's a different story, but there's a lot of the uh, the media parts, obviously, in the in the string section, the violins especially. So, it it's the instrument of you know the string family is sort of the instrument of the soul, so to speak. Oh, that's great. You know, and uh, there are other, you have other interests and perhaps other activities that require a different kind of discipline. I understand that you uh, enjoy backcountry skiing. I do. So we're going to take a leap into the adventure of skiing. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you know. How did you get interested in that, and 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 what do you like about that? Well, I like. I think. Um, I mean, first and foremost, when I moved to Utah about six years ago, I, I, I used to live in Washington, D.C. for many years and love that city. And uh, a lot of the things about it is great. But what I absolutely uh, fell in love with out here, which many people that move out here and people that grew up here are absolutely in love with, is, is just the nature and the access to nature. So that's that's point number one. I just I love being in a mountain for several reasons. One is that it's so quick for us to get away from, you know, uh, it, it's literally a feeling of of being elevated. I know this, this Utah, has, the state of Utah, has this life elevated mm -hmm. slogan, mm -hmm. but you know, it's it's literally you have all the little itty bitty problems that you have in the valley that you have in your work, or you can literally, in some ways, trans, transport yourself out of that. And I think just the, the I like going to resorts also, but I think just getting out in nature is is, is what I like better. Do you find so, do you find that, that that lift that separation happens with music as well? I mean, so you yeah, you skiing, need, you kind of get away from you life, do, and yeah. then music, you're kind of all encompassed in that. And so I we're gonna so. we're yeah. gonna allow ourselves to get involved in your music again, and okay. perhaps leave our cares of the world. We'll let you go back to you. your place of playing, and uh, and uh, we're going to now hear some more in our all Beethoven evening. Uh, we're now going to listen to all three movements of Beethoven's Sonata Number no. 4 for violin and piano.
You're listening to Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio and in Utah on Classical 89. This hour is what we're calling our All Beethoven Hour, and you just uh, were listening to all three movements of Beethoven's Sonata No. 4 for violin and piano with our violinist Hasa Borup and our pianist Larry G. And Larry G. is now at the microphone, and we're going to find out some more about Larry. First, let me tell you a little bit about Larry. Uh, he's wearing a green shirt. No, he's, Larry G. has earned undergraduate and graduate degrees in piano accompanying and performance from Indiana University School of Music in Bloomington. He is an, an, an assistant professor of piano at the University of Utah and a frequent recitalist on their Sundays at 7 faculty concert series. He is a private voice teacher to such singers as George Dyer and Christopher Holmes and was an assistant conductor at New York City Opera under Beverly Sills, as well as other opera companies. Larry also holds the distinction of being the most regularly appearing musician <laughs> on Highway 89. So, Larry, thanks for being here, and we're always glad to have you on. It's great to be here once again. All right. Thank you. Well, we, we will... Um, you are passionate about classical music. We'll just agree to that, correct? Definitely. But what I'd like to explore is another passion of yours... And I'm, tell me about Gunsmoke. I was wondering how you found out about Gunsmoke, because I don't remember putting that in any of my biographies. So we must have a very uh, resourceful producer who maybe looked on my Facebook page uh, to find that out. So well, the, kudos the to you of, for that. There you, you go. Know, so. could work for the, the German Secret Service there. But anyway. So, no, so I'm, tell me, I'm so you're using. a fan of Gunsmoke. I, tell me how I did that happen. I love Gunsmoke. Well, I... Uh, I was just kind of doing some casual research on my favorite movie actors and actresses in IMDb, just curious to see what television series they had done. And I started noticing that almost all of them were in Gunsmoke at one time or another. So I thought, wow, that must be quite a show. And so I started watching it on YouTube and just fell in love with it in many different ways. And uh, I mean, the dialogue is so intelligent and wonderful, and the music scoring is just superb often well there's a there's certainly a lot to watch i mean it was, ran for 20 seasons from 1955 to 1975 and it was the longest uh united states longest running primetime live action drama with 635 episodes and i remember when law and order in 2010 tied this record for 20 seasons but not for the number of episodes they only did 456 so so now, you don't just watch the episodes from 1 all the way to 635. I understand no. you kind of have a, maybe you do thematically or following actors. Or by actors, yes. Um, and uh, It's the beauty of having DVDs, isn't it? I, w I would mention James Arness is one of my favorite actors, and I had the good fortune um, to have written him shortly before he passed away, and he sent me a, a autograph inscribed to me personally, and... Uh, had read my uh, letter, and he was just a wonderful, wonderful man, like, like a lot of those actors and actresses were in, in those days. So it's, it's always interesting to know what, you know, you have the, the musician, the discipline, the time spent in there, but then these other interests. Uh, we find the connection sometimes, though, with music, and you mentioned the musical scoring that's, that are in those episodes, but yes. also what's the, there's Ken Curtis, who played Festus yes. after Dennis Weaver, uh, uh -huh. Who played? What was Dennis? 
Weaver's character's uh, name? Chester. Chester. But Ken Curtis has a musical connection. Do you know what that is? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, he sang a lot. He sang a lot. Sons he sang of with the his, pioneers. Yes, yes, I knew you knew. Uh, if anyone's going to know. <laughs> But and the musical scoring, as I said, is just superb. And so I've done analysis just personally of those mm -hmm. scores, and that has helped me a lot in my own arranging. Yeah. So I, I've, I've done uh, arrangements of uh, various things for piano and for orchestra now. So Now, we, we don't want to leave out the other Westerns. I understand that you do follow Rawhide, Wagon Train, The Virginian, and Bonanza. <laughs> but again, right. I, I think, tell me what is fascinating about that connection there. Well, Do you follow the actors. I, I follow I follow the actors that have just gone, you know, and done all the different shows and seen them acting in different situations and different roles. It's a wonderful hobby. Well, that's great. Um, we're going to uh, allow you to go back to the keyboard. Thank we're you. Go back to Beethoven, and we're going to um, hear now. I believe our f final uh, musical offering for the uh, for this pr program. It is Beethoven's third movement of his Sonata Number no. 8 for Violin and Piano, uh, Larry G. at the piano, and Hasaborup once more at the violin. <laughs>
on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, Hasse Borup and Larry G. performed the final movement of Beethoven's Sonata No. 8 for violin and piano. Highway 89 takes you to any number of destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. And we'd like to thank our guests uh, for sharing their music uh, with us during this program. Uh, we welcome your questions and comments about this program. Simply send an email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Scott Eckern, and that concludes this episode of Highway 89. Please join us again next time, and thanks for listening. <laughs>